Lights up on a park bench. Lights up on a desk. Lights up. A podcast by the Ensemble Theater of Chattanooga. Carla Costabile. I'm living in New York City. I was born in Argentina and I'm playing Juli. Norma Mesa. I was born in Guadalajara, Mexico, and I'm going to be playing Karina. Lights up on Karina and Julie, a mother and daughter. I'm a sweet and daring young girl. Naughty girl. An executive escort in every way. VIP. Beep? It's VIP. You ignorant? Whatever. The order of factors doesn't alter the product. Okay, go on. What else? I'm a therapeutic escort. Essential massage expert. A therapeutic escort? <laughs> you got some cheek. I check credit cards, some foreign currencies, and Argentinian pesos at the exchange rate of the day. Good. My eroticism has no other limit but your pleasure. Daddy? What? I'm daddy. My eroticism has no other limit but your pleasure, daddy. <laughs> no way. It takes out all the poetry. Guys don't give a damn about poetry. You're an old fossil, mom. Come on, add something hotter. If not, they ain't gonna call you. Turn them on, baby. Shut up and listen. Come and meet me in my place, the one in the photos. You're going to have an awesome time. Don't lie. This apartment is not the one in the photos. And for the record, it's not yours. It's mine. When you die, it's going to be mine. As I say, you're a demon. <laughs> That's the truth. Why don't you serve your customers in Albert's apartment? It has several rooms and you can work there. Like all the local girls. It's right outside San Pedrito Station, a line subway. The old man charges only a small commission. He's a good guy. No, that's history. What? That idea, it's absolutely out. What do you mean? What's in now is serving in a private apartment. Okay, then rent it. And how do I get the cash? What about your wages? Don't you earn enough at the bank? Yes, I do. I, I can't complain, actually. Why do you want to do this then? For fun! Can you fuck for pleasure? Is it wrong? And I get some dough for my vacations, by the way. I love to travel, don't you? I'd love to. Besides, now women want to get satisfaction. Not only give it to the men. Pleasure is there, inside you. Okay, then. Rent an apartment for pleasure with some friends and work there. Not here. Listen, I always have cannabis and I like to share it. No way. No joint smoking here. No. I think we might have a better, more relaxed experience. And I can give you some good massage with essential oils on your back and then... Oil! Whatever you like. It'll stain the sheets. No, no, forget it. Sheets are very expensive. As soon as you get here, a candlelit path leads you to lust and pleasure. Candles? Do you want to burn down the house? No way, baby. No clients here. You, you can bring here your mates from college to do group jobs if you want, but don't give me a weird stuff. You have to change, Mom. 
Don't bug me with that. You're a vintage whore, Mum. Look at you, drinking cheap champagne that looks like Sprite. Why don't you drink some sugar beet and plum juice? Because I'll shit on myself. Much better. That way you let it out. Total detox. Look, I don't want you to work here, Juliana. It's safer to work at Alberto's. Me and this house are gonna be in peace that way. Me and this house are going to be in a peace that way. When I was your age, I was already working with Alberto. I felt really, really good. He used to choose my clients. All of them had to be very clean. Not quite. That was quite filthy. Well, yes, except for your father. The rest were clean. Remember the nail box? What? That's nail box. Oh yes. For years I thought it was his mother's ashes, but it was his toenail pieces, which he clipped with his teeth. And he kept them in the box anyway, each to his own. He also rubbed his ears, cotton swabs, and he collected them. He stopped doing that when you were any baby because you wanted to put these swabs in your mouth. Oh, <laughs> how disgusting! He couldn't go to work without rubbing his ears with a Q-tip first. He dipped it in alcohol or even in vodka when he had run out of alcohol, and then said, "Oh, what a pleasure! Now I can go." Then he left the swab on the table and went out. What a character! You married that freak. That freak was your father, and actually, we didn't get married. He was a bit unpleasant, but he made me feel like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Why do you think your name is Juliana? But she's Julia Roberts, not. Juliana. Well, I had to negotiate with your father. The name Julia reminded him of Maria Julia Sogaray, and he didn't like her. But he treated me like a queen. The only complaint I have is that he didn't take me to Los Angeles. I wanted to go to the hotel where Pretty Woman was shot, not to stay the night, only to have a coffee there. Mom, it is you who has to make your dreams come true. I met him and I stopped working. Too bad. We're so much in love. From the beginning, I heard that a hundred times. When Alberto told me Carimario is here, I got butterflies in my stomach and rushed to make mate and get ready to listen to his drug stories and his road adventures. Sex and money didn't matter. A movie story, Juliana. I hope one day something like that happens to you. I don't want to depend on anyone. Besides, I want to choose my patients. Patients? Yes, they are patients. Juliana, you're gonna be a whore, not a doctor. I'm going to be a therapeutic escort, or in any case, an empowered whore. What's that? It's the escorts page. Let's see. What does it say? Hold on, mom. Hi, pretty. Pretty woman, Julia Roberts. There you are. Can go today, goddess. I feel like having a nice massage. You know what I mean? Happy ending. You're gorgeous, babe. What a nice apartment. I'm going to do naughty little things to you. <laughs> I'll be there as soon as I leave this shitty office. I'm just a silly worker, but at least I have the cash to meet with you, blonde babe. I just got my salary. We're going to have a wonderful time together. I'm waiting for your answer. He's got money now, Juliana. Squeeze him. Yeah, I'm grinning to him. Tell him that you'll be in Alberto's because you're getting your apartment painted right now. I'm calling Alberto to tell him that you're going with a Chinese or Japanese guy. We don't know yet. Don't tell Alberto. 
that the man has fresh money. Don't even think about it. He may charge you more than he usually does. Come on, he's already online. What time are you going? Late. But what time? You gotta be professional. I mean, it's late. I already told the guy to come here. What? No! I said no! Come on, mom! Uh, I'll give you 10%! This doesn't make any sense. I'm retired. Come on, mom, give me a hand. I can't believe it. There's some little flowers and a lighter in my bedside table, first drawer. What flowers? We don't have any plants because the cat eats the cat eats them. It's a joint, mom. A joint. Bring it. It's already rolled. Oh no! Go while I tidy this mess. What's the matter? This is wrong. This is therapeutic, and what is therapeutic is always right. If you see it that way. Come on, heat those stones in the microwave. The chap wants massage with warm stones. Stones? The ones we brought from San Clemente. They're in the plant pot. Those are seashells, not stones. Whatever. Bring them anyway. He will lie face down, so we won't know if they're seashells or stones. By the way... Bring me the Marolio oil, too. You can mix it with some 31 oil? Exactly. Now you got it, Mom. This is insane, Juliana. Take it easy. Everything is under control. Can you trust me for once in your life? He also wants aromatherapy. Uh, countryside pleasure. Is it okay, isn't it? Yeah, it smells like a bathroom, but it's okay. Look, there's some red candles in the bottom drawer together with the kitchen cloths. Bring them. No, not those candles. They're for some expedito. Come on, tomorrow we'll buy some more. The Asian guy is paying a lot after all. How much? No, no. This is insane. What do I do while you're with him? Oh, no, I'm going to hear everything. I'll go to our neighbors. No way, stay here. Come on, put this apron and help me. From now on, you're going to be my assistant and this is going to be a sex spa. No, no, you're completely mad. That's him, go! What? No, no, Juliana. Wait a minute. Come on, mom. If all this works out, I'll take you to Los Angeles. I promise. Really? To the hotel? Of course, mommy. Are you serious, Juliana? I swear to God. Go! Lights fade. Lungo il fiume che porta gli eroi C'è un piroscafo carico di Fisarmoniche bandoneon Emigranti di tre nostalgie Hello! Hola, and welcome to episode four of season four of Lights Up. And this is a very special episode for us. Um, We have had some international playwrights before, but we are so honored to have the playwright of Therapeutic, Leticia Arbuelo, with us today. And um, helping us out with translation is Joel Sanchez, our co-producer of Lights Up. Hello and welcome. Bueno, gracias. Muchas gracias. 
And we want to say that Leticia is joining us all the way from Buenos Aires, Argentina. And um, thank you for submitting the play. So we just listened to Norma Meza and Carla Costabile bring this piece to life for our ears. So Leticia, give us a little bit of history of when you wrote this piece and what inspired it. Creo que un poco las, los movimientos feministas de Latinoamérica, de Argentina, y el pensar el por qué no de, de que una mujer que no tenga nada que ver con el trabajo sexual pueda realizarlo. O sea, y ahora vino el OnlyFans acá Argentina y como que también se, se renueva, ¿no? Y creo que un día dije, ¿por qué no? Y me puse un poco en el lugar de, de Juli y dije, si yo pudiera elegir a mis, a, la, a los hombres con los cuales tener sexo y podría cobrarles, lo haría. ¿Por qué no? Entonces creo que la pregunta fue, que, la, que lo que me inspiró en realidad fue una pregunta y fue, ¿por qué no? So what really kind of inspired me with this production is a lot of the feminist movements kind of globally, but also here in Argentina. And I started thinking about the, well, why couldn't a woman who has nothing to do with the sex working industry just get involved to get involved? OnlyFans is a company that came to Argentina and we started seeing people just take their own path and finding their own path. And I kept coming back to that question of, well, if what would I do if I was put in that position of where I can safely be scrolling through and picking out who I'm having sex with, who I'm working in that kind of situation and environment with, while also getting paid? Well, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love the why not. <laughs> I love it. And it's so interesting. This was something Christy and I wanted to talk to you about um, was the um, view, the cultural view and acceptance of sex workers in Argentina, because in the United States, um, only in the past five, 10 years, maybe we've really seen a big leap in rights and protections for sex workers. So I was curious to know what that view and acceptance is in Argentina. Hay muchísimos prejuicios todavía. Pero creo que Argentina, a diferencia de otros países latinoamericanos, es muy abierto en cuestiones de género y, y de derecho. Creo que eso lo... En eso el país es, es como de avanzada, en cuestión de derechos, ¿no? Eh, fal falta muchísimo, pero yo creo que, si bien hay gente muy prejuiciosa, hay otra gente que ya lo ve como algo eh, natural, como algo, de, como un trabajo. Ahora, que, que las trabajadoras sexuales no tengan los mismos derechos que otras trabajadoras, esos no los tienen y están muy desprotegidas, pero creo que los los prejuicios se van acortando y creo que no hay mucha diferencia entre salir a trabajar a la calle y, 
vender contenido en línea, digamos. Trabajando en la calle estás expuesta a muchos peligros que a través de las redes no. Y esos peligros, de esos peligros nadie te va a proteger acá. So there still is that prejudice. Mm. Um, Argentina is lucky enough to be very different from other Latin American countries in that it is a little bit more open when it comes to gender and gender rights. Mm. And in that regard, they are a little more ahead of the curve, but could still go more. Um, there definitely is still prejudice when it comes to sex work overall, but there is kind of signs that it is lessening too. People are kind of starting to see it more as, oh, it may not be my work, but it is a work that mm. some people are out there doing. But when it comes to the sense of like rights of sex workers, they are still not there. Like working the streets can open you up to so many different risks than other jobs that no one can really protect you from. Earlier, um, you said that, you know, what what would I do if I could sit there and safely pick who I was having sex with? Um, and I relate to that. Even just dating and dating apps, not even like separate from sex work, there's a danger sometimes when you're meeting an unknown man. The very interesting view of therapeutic was that this young woman is choosing to do it and she's she's doing it with her mother who has previously done it so that did make it feel uh, a little safer to me because often i know online meetups for any woman anywhere can feel very unsafe <laughs> um i went on a date last week and i told three friends where i was going um It's, it's just being a woman, I feel like, in this world. I wanted to know her thinking process behind having it be a mother-daughter relationship, choosing this. Mira, sinceramente, no tengo la menor idea. <laughs> eh, la obra nació porque yo tenía que escribir algo relacionado al placer, porque acá... Eh, se usa mucho escribir para microteatro, que creo que en Miami está el microteatro Miami. Acá está el microteatro Argentina y piden siempre obras eh, con temáticas. La temática era por placer. Y la escribí, sinceramente cuando me puse a escribirla empecé eh, con la historia de la madre y la hija porque... Sí, las vi como, las imaginé en, en ese departamento venido a menos, eh, tratando de aburridas, qué sé yo. También un poco quizás eh, Juli para, para que la madre salga un poco de su aburrida rutina, pero nada en especial. De hecho, la obra tiene una versión donde son tres amigas viviendo en un departamento en Nueva York so sincerely i have no idea um it really birthed out of a need to write so i'm involved in a lot of like micro theaters there's a micro theater miami and over here we have micro theater argentina and so with that there's a lot of themed props 
And so one prompt happened to be a play um, revolving around pleasure. And so I wrote it and I, and I started writing with that mother and daughter relationship. And I kept seeing them in this rundown apartment and simply kind of bored of life and bored of the mundane routine. And there's even actually a version of this play with three friends living in an apartment in New York. Ah, I want to read that version. <laughs> eh, está buena. Lo que hice con esa versión fue tres personajes y la que se opone tiene una visión un poco más conservadora del cuerpo y de todo eso. Y esa versión, está ahí la versión. Si la quieren, se las mandan. So what I did with those three characters is introduce one of them being a little bit more apprehensive and against and being a little bit more conservative and modest. So that version, that script still is out there. I can send it to you guys. Si, please, por favor. So how long have you been a playwright and how did you get your start? Eh, bueno, soy actriz. Y siempre me gustó escribir desde chica. Y siempre también tuve la, la necesidad de escribir las, las cosas que iba a actuar, digamos, ¿no? Ya en la facultad, cuando estudiaba actuación, escribí algunos monólogos. De hecho, antes de ponerme a escribir obras, eh, tenía un grupo con una amiga donde escribíamos y actuábamos. También escribí unipersonal. Venía como investigando eso hasta que en el 2013 me encuentro en la facultad con una ex compañera que ya era docente de escritura y me dijo, venía a mi taller. Y en un año ya había escrito una obra. Esa obra empezó a ganar premios y bueno, ahí pensé que podía llegar a ser lo mío. So, I'm, I'm an actress by a call. Um, but I've always liked writing as a little kid, and I would especially be drawn to the compulsive nature to write about what I was doing. I would be writing like monologues in class, and even at one point had a writing partner where we would go back and forth, write together, and kind of act everything out that we were writing. And then it got to the point where in 2013, one of my... Uh, writing or an ex-writing partner at the time like I started seeing that she began writing and winning awards and then that really kind of solidified the vision of oh like maybe this is something I can do this is something like I can write and I can put stuff out there We're glad you did. <laughs> uh, sí. um, so you mentioned you were an actor by, or are an actor by trade. Uh, did you go to school or did you have formal actor training and then transition to playwriting from being in the theater that way? No. Empecé a estudiar teatro a los 13 años. Yo tengo 40. Eh, iba a talleres 
eh, en el barrio donde yo vivía, después, un poquito más lejos, ya como en la capital, en escuelas un poco más importantes, y después entré a la Universidad Nacional de las Artes, donde después de muchísimos años me recibí de licenciada en actuación. Me recibí ahí, y antes de recibirme, un poquitito antes de recibirme, empecé a estudiar escritura de forma particular. Eh, no tengo estudios superiores en dramaturgia, pero sí de estudios informales de dramaturgia. Pero sí soy licenciada en actuación. My acting journey kind of began when I was 13. So I started kind of getting into the scene with local productions in small towns, and that eventually snowballed into going to bigger cities, going to the capital, and I eventually uh, went to the Na National University for Artists and graduated with an acting degree, but a little bit before graduation, that's kind of when I started taking a couple of writing courses. So there wasn't a lot of like professional training and when it comes to like the dramaturgy that I was very familiar with, but that's kind of when I started that writing process. What has been the biggest difficulty in getting more exposure to your scripts and getting your playwriting out there? Eso es muy difícil. Todavía me cuesta. Es más, no lo logro. Eh, el problema es que, como a mí no me gusta dirigir, eh, dirigí mi primera obra, pero no lo quiero hacer más. Como a mí no me gusta dirigir, lo que hago es ofrecer mis, mis obras a las compañías, pero es muy difícil que las compañías las lleven a cabo, porque acá en Argentina... Eh, es muy difícil todo, llevar a cabo proyectos artísticos, hay demasiado teatro, eh, hay muchos dramaturgos que también dirigen, entonces a esos dramaturgos, esos dramaturgos no quieren agarrar obras de otros, y es muy complicado, y es muy complicado también que se logre, eh, que, que se logre llevar a cabo, eh, donde donde más eh, logré que me representen es afuera del país. A mí me representan más afuera del país que en Argentina. Pero así las representaciones que hicieron fueron cortas también, porque es muy difícil que se sostengan el tiempo. So it's still difficult getting myself out there and something that I still struggle with. And I think a part of that is I don't like to direct. I've directed before, but it's not my thing and I don't really like it. And so what I've come to do is offer my shows out to theaters to be produced. Um, but it's very hard here in Argentina to get work produced. There is a lot of like theater, but it's a lot of like dramaturgs who are writing their own stuff and in turn tend to mainly produce their own content and it's really hard to kind of get in that social circle um and where i found most um luck when it comes to exposure is actually outside of argentina um and even with that sometimes 
it's difficult to achieve the end goal of it of the full production going to performance um or even if it does go to performance sometimes it's very like short runs Mm -hmm. and i would imagine that much like in the united states um it's even more difficult for a female playwright is that correct Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. A nod in an eye roll. Yes. <laughs> so with therapeutic in particular, is there a question you want the audience to walk away exploring or is there a specific experience you were hoping that the audience would have? Yo creo que es el sentido de la libertad y la importancia de poder elegir y el poder que tiene la mujer sobre decidir sobre I think it's having that sense of liberty and the freedom of choice is what I want them to take away from it. And the power that a woman has to choose without seeing what anybody else thinks and without asking for anybody's permission. Mm. See, sí. amen. <laughs> yeah, and I love that that it is, uh, two women, mother, daughter, older, younger, generational divide coming together to to make the choice. Mm. Sí, y que comparten una profesión que en un momento fue de una manera y que ahora es de otra, ¿no? Que antes estaba, bueno, ahora también, pero digo, ahora ya se puede un poco salir de esto, pero que antes estaba regulada por hombres o por mujeres muy machistas y ahora, o sea, como sacar del medio a eso, ¿no? Es decir, yo puedo sola. No hace falta que nadie venga a, a decirme, acá está tu cliente y lo hago pasar. Yes, and what I liked about that is that exploration of sex work itself in regards to the old sex work and the new sex mm-hmm. work and that coming together as well. Because what sex work used to be is this world regulated by men. Mm-hmm. And now we're taking men out of the equation. It doesn't have to be what they said. It can be how we want. Mm. Another, yes. (laughs) I was going to ask, um, earlier we were talking about um, the, the differences and the nuance in language between Spanish and English. Um, When you wrote therapeutic and any of your other plays, do you write them in English or do you have someone translate them? Mis obras son argentinas y yo escribo en español. Son súper argentinas. Los temas son argentinos, los barrios son argentinos, palabras son argentinos, personajes son argentinos. Yo mando a traducir mis obras lo más fiel posible para que conozca mi país afuera a través de la escritura. My plays are 
Argentinian to the core. Yeah. From the characters, from the cities, from the themes, from the words, it is Argentina. Yeah. It is my Argentina. And so I'll send them, I'll write them in Spanish, and then I'll send them off to get translated as true to the word mm. as possible. Mm. So they can get a sense of what this country is yeah. and what it has to offer. I love that. Me too. I love how how proud you are to be Argentinian and how you want to push that out. And I believe that we need to be championing more of that in America. We don't get that as much, you know. We have British theater, but we're not bringing over as much South American, you know, Spanish, Mexican. I love, I love that, that you're so proud. Ahora les cuento que terminé de escribir un libro con, que contiene tres de mis obras largas eh, que ya están traducidas al inglés y sus procedimientos creativos. Quiere decir todo el detrás de escena de cómo las escribí, qué me inspiró, cómo son obras, eh, son autoficciones. También hay varias cosas de las que me pasan y me pasaron a mí, eh, cómo las transformé de manera creativa para llegar a esas obras. El libro está terminado y cuando quiera lo lanzamos en Estados Unidos. So now I want to tell you real quick that I've actually just finished a book that includes three of my full plays. And not only does it include the plays, but it, I peel back the layers and reveal the behind the scenes of how I wrote them, what I wrote them, and also our vignettes scattered through in of personal events that influence what, what I wrote and how I wrote those. And you just say the word, and it's all been translated in English already. Just say the word, and I'll ship it off overseas. So cool. That is awesome. We definitely want that. Um, oh, perfect. Yes. Oh. After the silence, plays and creative processes. Can people order that online anywhere? Um, so our listeners could order your book as well? No. Mira. El proceso está en el siguiente proceso. Lo mandé a algunas editoriales argentinas y a, y a una chilena, porque yo trabajo bastante en Chile, eh, y lo están evaluando. Esto terminé de escribirlo hace 20 días. Y también lo, lo, lo tengo que mandar a Rusia, porque ahí tengo un productor también que lo va a editar. So, no, you can't order this book yet. I have finished it 20 days ago. Oh my gosh, congratulations. <laughs> And so I'm still very much in the trenches of that process. And I've been reaching out to publishers here in Argentina, as well as Chile, because I do a lot of work over there. Um, and I've actually will be sending it out to um, someone in Russia to kind of translate it as well, um, as I'll occasionally kind of send work that way, too. That is exciting. <laughs> it is. That's That's a lot of work and effort to compiled together and I'm sure that's amazingly rewarding to see it all I mean it's like your baby that you've been working on for so long so that's wonderful
Mira, fue un proceso muy largo, va, largo. Fueron desde que tomé la decisión de hacerlo hasta que lo terminé, habrán sido seis meses. Y como las obras son autobiográficas, de momentos de bastante dolor, fue difícil porque tuve que remover muchas cosas. Si bien las obras son comedias dramáticas, son comedias negras, así como no son dramas, tuve que, que remover muchas cosas para, para escribir el proceso de cada obra y volver atrás, y fue como bastante doloroso y bastante trabajoso también porque tuve que hablar con el ilustrador, la prologuista, la que me hizo el epílogo, editoriales, un trabajo de loco. So it was a long, long process. Yeah. Well, I say long, but in actuality, from the point that I said, yes, I'm writing this, to finishing the book, it was only about six months. Wow. But with the nature of these plays all being autobiographical and having to weed through that personal history of what inspired each of these plays and kind of redigging past trauma, that kind of made it long and arduous. And then getting on board with All Right, who's writing, um, who's the illustrator, who are all these other kind of creatives that are being involved with this process. Yeah. Wow. Las obras ya estaban escritas. Lo que yo hice fue escribir los procesos de, de, la, de cómo escribí cada obra y mi manera de escribir, digamos, ¿no? Por eso tardé solo seis meses. And the reason it did have that quick six months turnaround too is because the plays were already written. So what really took the large part of those six months is sitting down with myself and exploring that writing process and putting that on paper and really explaining to the reader my voice. Mm. That sounds therapeutic in and of itself. <laughs> sí, que es muy terapéutico, fue muy liberador. Por eso, fue como un parto. So yes, it's funny that you mentioned it's like a baby because it felt like I was giving birth. It was very therapeutic. Mm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Huge congratulations. I was just going to ask how you, how did you find out about Lights Up? Bueno, eh, en la pandemia, como no, no se podía hacer nada, <laughs> uno estaba con el celular todo el tiempo así, yo pasaba mis madrugadas buscando eh, concursos y lecturas dramatizadas por el mundo y usaba los hashtags de Instagram para buscar cosas y creo que así fue como encontré eh, el teatro. Pero ya de verdad ni me acuerdo porque he buscado tanto, tanto que yo mandaba, mandaba, mandaba en la pandemia, cuando más achicados estábamos, yo más, más me expandí a nivel internacional a través de las redes, por lo menos, ¿no? Porque no se podía viajar. So, way back in the pandemic, when you couldn't do anything, absolutely nothing but 
sit around indoors in your house. Um, I spent most of my mornings just looking online on Instagram at different like contests and seeing where I could and if I could still send stuff out. Um, and I would use a lot of like hashtags on Instagram to kind of scroll and look through and see what was kind of going around across the world. And that's how I believe I kind of stumbled upon you guys and ETC and the pandemic as I was being closed off physically from my surroundings and from everybody. I was able to expand my social circles worldwide mm. through online and through the internet. Very cool. Hace poco la leyeron en Estados Unidos, eh? también la hicieron en Arizona y creo que fue so la obra que más se ha leído a nivel internacional. So just even a little while ago, um, they actually had a reading in the U.S. Like it's been even produced um, in Arizona as well. They actually had a full production in Arizona. Oh, wow. um, and this play itself is actually my most produced. So this play is most produced internationally. Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think the appeal in the United States is for this piece? El, lo que siempre resaltan es esto de la de la, la frescura que tiene el diálogo entre la madre y la hija que hablan de algo que parecería ser tabú, pero hablan de una manera muy natural. Eso es lo que más les gusta. So I think what comes through a lot is the dialogue between mother and daughter talking about something that's normally regarded as very taboo and just having an everyday conversation about it. Mm. I think what that's what keeps drawing people back. Yeah. Treating the taboo normally. Yeah. Well, one of the last questions we'd like to ask um, would be about your breadth of work. Uh, you mentioned you wrote a book about process and you have a lot of plays. Talk to us about what you like to write um, and some of your favorites. Eh, bueno, escribo comedias oscuras eh, en formato de, no sé, de representación de una hora y cuarto y de 15 minutos. Eh, lo que pasa es que a mí me gusta escribir obras largas, pero el mercado te pide que escribas microteatro ahora, porque es lo que más vende, lo que más sale, lo que en un podcast se puede hacer, en una revista se puede publicar, en un teatro se lo pueden hacer, una compañía, o... pero a mí me gustan las obras largas que llevan un proceso más largo, o sea, un proceso de escritura que no, no lo termino en en una semana, lleva a otro, que son las obras que van a estar en el libro, que están en el libro, que son obras que tienen otro, otra maduración, digamos. Um, so I actually do write a lot of dark comedies, and a lot of them are like full lengths, hour, hour 15, and then others are just like short plays like this one that are about 15. So I really like writing longer plays and 
really letting them stew and have that maturing process. But I've noticed that now the like theater market and world is really wanting the short plays. They want that, like, grab your attention, put it in a magazine, podcast, like these small little festivals. It's all about getting in and getting out. But I really like that long writing process where I can really just putting the work. It's like reading a book. You're like putting in the time um, to really flesh out that story. Yeah, it sounds like you really like developing a relationship um, and a and a plot, you know, which I commend. I I like that dig, that deep dig. Sí. De hecho, eh, terapéuticas es una obra que va a continuar. O sea, yo tengo que hacer el capítulo 2 ahora. Porque si ustedes vieron, termina que eh, la madre abre la puerta y termina ahí. Esa obra debe continuar. Ya tengo pensado quién es el que va a entrar, que no es el paciente, el cliente, es otra persona. Pero no voy a spoilear nada. So, actually therapeutic will continue it's a play that ends just as the mother is opening that apartment door and i won't say much but what i can say is that she opens the door to someone who is not the client that they are expecting but no spoilers that is all you can get out of me So we give all of our playwrights a chance to let people know where they can find you, where they can read your work, and eventually, hopefully, buy your book. Um, so any uh, social media handles, websites, um, places to find you, any of that you want to share, we will pass over the uh, metaphorical microphone to you now for a moment. Entonces, antes que te preguntamos las últimas preguntas del día, um, siempre queremos tomar un tiempo para um, pedirles a los autores de si tienen un, unos sitios de internet o sus sociales, sus redes sociales del Insta o Facebook o lo que sea, um, o donde podemos comprar tu libro en un, en un tiempo en el futuro um, para tomar este tiempo, tomar el micrófono te lo damos para decirnos donde la gente te puede encontrar Instagram arroba let it be on the road so it'll be at let it be on the road l-e-t-y t-b-e on the road Excellent. Gracias. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you, Joel. A. Uh, yes, thank you, Joel. <laughs> and thank you, Leticia. Letty. <laughs> thank you. This is for hanging in. We know this was a back and forth, but we, we were very grateful to speak with you. Um, uh, we have three questions we ask all the playwrights at the very end. So we're going to do those now. Okay, so the first question 
Do you have a word that you love to hear, you love to say, you love to write, maybe just a word that that you find delightful for whatever reason? Libertad. Freedom. Ah. Oh, I wish we could be friends in real life and sit at a cafe and chat together. <laughs> yes. Um, our second question is there a place or setting um, area location that you really love or have a fond memory of or feel nostalgic for arriba de un avión o en algún aeropuerto on an airplane or just in an airport oh. how come porque me gusta mucho volar me gustan mucho los aviones y me gusta mucho viajar pero mucho. So I absolutely love traveling the airplanes themselves and just seeing new sites. Just I absolutely love it. Okay, I'm gonna go off on a tangent and ask if there's a favorite place you visited. Tokyo. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I want to go. You're making me want to go. <laughs> I love travel. So uh, this that that. Two answers so far just have lit me on fire in a great way. I'm like, freedom, travel. Bueno, un montón, pero Londres también. This is London too. Ah, love London. Pero Tokyo es otro mundo. Tokyo is just different world. The energy. Oh, you're so cool. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last question. Do you have an item in your life that is precious for any reason? It could be something silly or something you've had a long time, but it's just something you consider very precious and important. Wait. Yes, we love show and tell. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh my gosh, rearranging furniture. I know I don't want anything to fall. Oh, always, that's your altar. How cool. Oh, tell her. Oh, 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 I see. Oh, oh, wow. Your altar, it's beautiful. La piedra. This ah. is my rock. Yes. I have I have my altar with all my crystals and rocks too. Are you Buddhist? No, I do a lot of yoga and yoga train, yes. so I recognize that spirituality more than anything else. Ah, sí, sí. Yeah. I like it. I I I do yoga también. I also do yoga too. Ah. Está lleno de de podcasts de abundancia o de Cosas en YouTube, de mantras. Yo vivo haciendo eso. En este país, si no crees en eso, te morís directamente. She says, I live all of that. She says, in this country of Argentina, honestly, if you don't have that belief system, like, you wouldn't make it. Like, you have to have that. Mm, it is a difficult country. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that she brought her altar over. 
thank you so much for bringing that over and making the effort to come share that with us. That's so beautiful and personal. Mm, We feel very honored. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And, and that's our questions. Thank you for, for spending your time with us and, and sending us your play. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you. You are a fantastic, fierce woman who is now part of the Lights Up family. So, muchas, muchas gracias. Bueno, gracias a ustedes. Muy cálido todo. Me encantó. Fue como tomarme un café con amigos extranjeros. Eh, a mí lo que me gusta mucho es que mis obras viajen, ya que yo no tengo la plata para viajar a todo el mundo, por lo menos que lo hagan ellas, que sean conocidas y que a través de la escritura se conozca mi país y mis costumbres. Así que gracias por, por hacer la podcast y por darla a conocer y gracias por la entrevista. Y gracias Joel por traducir. Thank you to you guys. Like it's been a really like cool and really smooth process. Um, it's like I'm sitting in a cafe with you already and just, we are not strangers. We're just hanging out. Um, and one thing too that I love is that I don't always have the money to travel, but that through my work and through my plays, they can travel for me. Um, and it's been a pleasure to work with y'all and for even with my plays, um, for the world to get to know me and get to know my country and my culture. Thank you for sharing. Lights Up is a podcast produced by the Ensemble Theatre of Chattanooga, a 501c3 nonprofit independent theatre company located in southeast Tennessee. Lights Up is hosted by Christy Gallo and Dana Colagiovanni. Sound by Eric Red Wyatt. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, copied, or presented without the expressed written consent of the Ensemble Theatre of Chattanooga. The plays presented on this podcast are protected by all national and international copyright laws. If you are interested in producing any of the plays featured on Lights Up, contact us and we will get you in touch with the playwright. If you would like your play considered for a future episode or would like to be an actor or a reader, please shoot us a message at lightsup at ensembletheaterofchattanooga.com. As a nonprofit, ATC relies on donations and the goodwill of patrons and supporters like you. If you would like to make a one-time donation to ETC, please visit our website for details. You can also support us by giving us a like and rating this podcast. Because of this program, Humanities Tennessee is able to provide $941,454 to 91 organizations throughout the state. The purpose of SHARP grants is to support jobs in the humanities, keep humanities organizations open, and assist the field in its response to and recovery from the needs created or exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. 
these grants may focus on humanities projects or leveraging operational support stemming from the devastating impact of the coronavirus pandemic. They may also help organizations plan for the future and begin the long process of response and recovery to the pandemic. ETC and the Lights Up podcast would like to thank Humanities Tennessee and the National Endowment for the Humanities for this amazing opportunity.